Welcome to another episode of Quirky Pop. I'm Katrina Parker, and I'm really happy to have you here again today. Um, so today we're doing something a little different. As I said in my first episode, we honor the quirky in fantasy and fiction, as well as real life. And I'm happy to have AJ Moore. He's an artist, and he also happens to be my cousin. Kind of lucky to have someone as cool as him. Um, For me, he is my own personal quirky icon. (laughs) Just like his, I, I love his personality. He's just so cool. Um, I'm looking at him with his professional gear and stuff. Like he's been at this for a long time. I'm just getting started. But um, yeah. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Real, real good. Yes. I had a great day today. Yeah. So thanks for having me on. Thank you for doing this because you're so busy. Like you're doing either a live stream or you just came back from a photo shoot. Like, so I know you as the artist that does like, you know, different like drawings and you like Mm -hmm. have like your own company. So why don't you just like tell our listeners just like just the different avenues that you work in? Wow. Oh, okay. Um, First avenue that I'm currently working in is I'm doing uh, commissions, like uh, mostly comic book style mm-hmm. and or portrait-esque uh, type pieces right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them are done traditionally, mm-hmm. uh, which is I use Copic and Prisma markers mainly. And then I have some watercolors and some acrylics and some charcoals and some pastels. So I like to dabble in a lot of different mediums. And on occasion, I use digital to color certain things or touch uh-huh. up certain things. Uh, so I'm doing that. And um, I do a little bit of uh, on, on-camera acting here and there. Okay. Projects. And um, I do a lot of shooting as well. I was I did a lot of photography before, you know, 35 millimeter stuff. But now I got all this cool equipment. I can go film stuff, which what I was doing at the park, out filming stuff and whatnot. So... It's been, it's been great. And I, I'm a dancer as well. Right. Um, so that's always, that's always in the background brewing. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, uh, an artist that dabbles in a lot of different arts. Right. So. Right. And uh, I was thinking about that. Like I, one of the reasons, like I said, like you're like my quirky icon, like, you know, we, we come from a really big family. Like um, our grandmother had 16 uh-huh. kids and it's like a, over a hundred of us, like first cousins. And um, we actually didn't grow up together. Like for our listeners, like we didn't grow up. I didn't meet you until I was like in my mid twenties, actually. Um, and I remember telling you, like, I wish I could have grown up with you because I always felt yeah. like. So weird, like, I mean, you did inherit, like, dancing really well. Like, everybody in our family can dance really well, and most of us can sing real well. We're, like, kind of like the Jacksons. I did not inherit the dancing part. Like, I have to try really hard to dance. (laughs) I mean, I know it's mostly like a confidence thing, but it just seemed like with everybody else in my family, it just came really easy, and, like, they're, like, near professional. So, but I can't notice when I'm, like, in a group of people who, aren't as good as our family. 
actually do pretty well. So. <laughs> well, see, you're the quirky one. That's why, you know, that's mm-hmm. why we're here on Quirky Pop, y'all. Right. But it's like you, like you, you're like Donald Glover. you like, you just, you got, you just dabble in it all. And you just like excel in it all. And then like, yeah. I just love how you are your authentic self. Um, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. You know, it's funny you bring up Donald Glover because I've been um, uh, compared to him. I mean, I think he's on a whole nother level, but mm-hmm. maybe if it was if I was younger, maybe around whatever. I don't even know how old Donald Glover is. I don't really get into age, but yeah, um, maybe 15 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. I could have went that route because I do love to sing. Yeah. Oh, I love to sing. You already know. Yeah, because like when but, um, I, I tune in when you're on Twitch and you're like drawing and then you just like start singing and it just like makes it even more entertaining. Like you're giving art tips and then you're singing and just. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes me feel good. Like I never think that I could win any kind of singing competitions or nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. the masked artists or nothing like that. Yeah. But, um i just sing because i like it and it just makes me feel good some stuff you should do just because it makes you feel good yeah yeah definitely so i want to our first topic we're just going to kind of go into like your background so i describe you as quirky i don't like some people are like i don't like that word even though that's what you are but when i told you like hey you're my quirky icon be on my show you were like oh yeah i'm for it so like how do you describe like yourself like you know your personality and um i would like to think of myself of uh as as uh easygoing mm-hmm. you know to to Still a quote from Bruce Lee, or to borrow a quote from Bruce Lee, like water, you know, uh-huh. very easy going. But if you, you know, get me upset, uh-huh. I can become, I can become a wave. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> very, very easy going. You know, I can fit into a cup. Like if you put me in a bowl, I put me in the teapot. Like I become a teapot, you know, like you say. You've watched him say that a couple of times, oh, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. You know, you always know what his teeth, you know? Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was just describing myself like that. Very easy going, like, like water, you know, contract, expand and all that stuff. Just, mm-hmm. I try not to uh, take myself too seriously. I love to joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be very uptight you know, very uptight. And I was worried about what people thought, believe that or not. There was a time I, what people thought of me was, oh my goodness, that, that meant a lot, but not, yeah. not so much anymore. Yeah. It's me now. Yeah. That's a great feeling. Like I'm, I feel like I'm better with that. I'm still mm-hmm. working towards that, but the more I think you become comfortable with yourself, the more free you are, the less, stressed i feel like at least yeah, like with true. me i feel like i am it's true it's a hard place to get to it's yeah. not easy and um you know everybody goes through their their own own trials and tribulations of life to get to that level some people don't even know you know they're just down on themselves all the time they're not even thinking uh, so i like to um, challenge a lot of people's thinking to shift them kind of more towards a positive direction if mm-hmm. i can if they're feeling down on them, so I'm not going to say, you know, if your hair looks bad, I'm going to say, oh, your hair looks great. 
Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna <laughs> say, okay, well look, I mean your hair needs some work, but you know what? I can help you. I got this friend, you know, she can hook you up. You know, I'm not gonna just leave you high and dry. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm gonna try to do something, uh, you know, within my means if I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like Bruce Lee is one of your your personal heroes. Like who oh, yeah. who else like who are your like personal heroes that like kind of help you become the person that you are whether it's like someone you know personally or just like someone that you watched and admired oh well well bruce lee for one um uh optimus prime okay Um, okay (laughs) i'm I'm not kidding i'm not even kidding there um because optimus prime was um he was like that okay uh, optimus prime and danny glover together because these two, those two characters, because they were fatherly. Uh-huh. And like growing up, I saw Danny Glover in like the Lethal Weapon movies before I saw him in Color Purple. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I would have had a totally different mindset about him from that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw him in that first. So, um, you know, he was very, um, he, he was a dad. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know growing up, Without my my father, I didn't know what that was like. So when I saw him portraying that, and you know, in films, I was like, "Wow, this guy is awesome!" And uh, then Optimus Prime, he was like a father to the Autobots because I love Transformers. Okay. You know, he's always like, "Autobots, come with me, and I will show you the way." You know, and uh-huh. he was just really, really cool and really, really calm, and he could fight. Like if you pushed Optimus Prime, you know you. That was it, you know. He had to lay you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so those are two two people. Uh, MLK, I liked because of his poise. Yeah, uh-huh. poise, and um, he was very uh, strategic. He knew what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And I wanted, you know, to to kind of get some of that, some absorb some of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. There's, 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 there's so many people, um, but that's just to name three of them. I mean, we could go there with Barry White, and, and I love Barry White because you know, Barry White and Prince, like they were in like my 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 sexy category. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when I was younger, with low self esteem, you know, I thought, well, you know, I wanna, I wanna be like. So I was listening to Prince and Barry White. I'm like, hmm, what is it about them that? Uh, people are so attracted to it. And Barry, it was his voice. And then Prince, it was it was just pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, but I had to, I mean, of course, that didn't work for me. And it probably won't work for anybody listening to this either. <laughs> but, but you got to do what works for you, you know. Yeah. So I went down a totally different direction there. But, mm-hmm. you know. But okay. Yeah. I, I, that, those are people that uh, influenced me in, like, the... Um, help making me who I am now. As far as a non-celebrity person, this is someone that you will not know. As there was a man um, when we were kids that he helped take care of us. Uh, his name was Sammy Lewis, mm-hmm. and I lost contact with him. And um, you know, they say a lot that in order to be a man, you have to see a man. Mm-hmm. And he was he was the first man that I saw because he had three kids, he had a wife. He had a full-time job um, and his brother was doing it like he was and he took in uh, us as well and I, I can't even imagine how much of a headache that was for him but when he came yeah. home from work 
he was a dad, like he was full on dad mode, like riding on his back and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I had never seen that. I had never seen it. Hmm. And my eyes bucked. I couldn't believe that was real. I thought it was, you know, it's movies or yeah, you know, it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't what I saw growing up. I'm not like that. Um, so yeah, him. He he was. He helped me want to be. Um, I mean, how do I say that? He he showed me a good example of what to uh, model your your life after a good example of it. Cause I had plenty of examples of what not to be. So I knew what not mm-hmm. to be, but I needed a good example of what I should shoot for. Like, okay, be that kind of, be that kind of man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just at least, at least make an effort. You you may not ever get there, but if you're making an effort, uh, I feel like good energy will follow. It'll connect to you like a magnet. Like when you put that magnet and all those little hairy things go to it, like yeah. I used to do it like with the magnet under the paper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the little hairy things just kind of stick to you and you go. And, um, but yeah, as far as becoming that, you know, a, the, a person, you know, to become an artist is a whole nother group of people. Right. 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 But, um, so how did you get into art? Cause like you kind of started one way and then you, did one thing and now you're doing this and like so let's kind of like explain that journey to our, our listeners uh well let's see wow there's a lot from the journey I guess I'll take it from uh I'll take it from college okay so in college I was going to be an animator mm-hmm. so I was like I want to be an animator I love Tom and Jerry yeah you know, I love Ninja Turtles you know and yeah. stuff like that uh, Transformers of course uh and so I went to school to be an animator and I loved all the, all the Pixar films and like, Oh my goodness, that's just blowing me away. And, and then when I started doing it, I finished school and I was an animator. I was working. Um, it didn't, I wasn't doing the animation that I thought I was doing and it didn't turn out to be what I, what, what made me happy. Okay. I wasn't happy doing it. And if I'm not happy doing it, it's just, um, it's like a ticking, ticking down. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like It's only a matter of time before I say, I can't do this no more because I'm just not happy doing it. And so I transitioned into, um, uh, well, well, I had a heart transition because at the time I lost my job. The company had went under and we all got booted mm-hmm. like on the same day. Yeah. So I had to figure out quick, oh boy, what am I going to do? So I was doing the freelance stuff and I started writing books, rehashing my old stories that I had mm-hmm. and then started doing the convention scene. And yeah, the convention scene. Yeah, and then some <laughs> of the other artists was like, man, you can draw, you can draw, you may want to start drawing some of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I never wanted to do it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years later, still doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there you go. That's how I ended up doing all this stuff. But, you know, life. Yeah. Um, I want to, like, kind of touch on the convention scene because, like, well, before COVID, um, that was, like, what you did a lot. And oh, yeah. um, I know just, like, when I listened to your um, 
Twitch podcasts, not podcasts, but your Twitch streams. And um, there are, I think someone from Australia, they were just like, yeah, I remember yeah. you came to the convention here. Yes. And like, you just like connect with the fans. And I was like, I was thinking about it. I saw this article, which I'll actually post through my social media um, for everyone to kind of check, take a look at. It was talking about how those comic cons are really good for your health and just like cosplaying in general. And um, I was just thinking about, you know, how you go there and you're like in that mix and you get to kind of bring the joy, like even with like some of the commissions that you do. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, just, I just kind of want you to like, kind of like touch on that, like that comic con scene. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, wow. Okay. First of all, shout out to Braun in Australia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I did go get to go to Australia. Art is taking me so many places now. Australia is the furthest place I've been. Okay. Um, and the Comic-Cons out there was great. It was great. And I, I would have liked to have gone to more, but it just wasn't in, wasn't in the plan, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, let me see. Coming from, because I know it from both perspectives. I know Comic Con from the perspective of the fan, mm-hmm. and then from the perspective of a vendor. Oh, boy. okay. <laughs> so, um, coming from as a fan, oh man, exciting, 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 exciting. So many people like, dressed up in costumes. You know, pop culture. I mean, if you've been alive mm-hmm. the past sixty years, seventy years, you know, on down. I don't know how you can't go there and find something. Yeah. Just, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people are like, this is dumb. Like, you know, I used to catch people like, this is dumb. I'm only here because they drug me here. And yeah. then by the end of the day, they come back with a bag full of merch. And I'm like, <laughs> man, look at yourself. <laughs> you had a good time, didn't you? You know, like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't think they would have Star Trek. Or, I'm like, it's Comic-Con, man. You just mm-hmm. got to go to the right one and find it. Yeah. There's somebody there that likes what you like if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I don't know why this is a thing, but I feel like I remember when I was in school they talked about the importance of play, you know, in kids, but that even in adults it's still good to like play and imagine and stuff mm-hmm. because it it really does help like with your mental health and help you you know deal with life better but yeah. it's just like this like pushback like no we have to be adults all the time and if you do that you're like less than and i'm like it's i think it's totally the opposite i think that's why there's so many people who commit to go to these things and mm-hmm. you know where all the cosplay like um i know like one of your characters uh, Chi-Chi, the cosplay yes. panda. Tell, yes. like, tell, tell us about Chi-Chi. Yeah, Chi-Chi is a, a cosplaying panda, um, which that's that's basically it. Chi-Chi loves to cosplay as different characters mm-hmm. from uh, pop culture and or otherwise. Um, so uh, it's, it's just another concept that my brother and I come up with. And um, as he's the mastermind behind most of these projects, and we just make them happen. So the panda was just, I just like pandas. There's no cooler story than that. Yeah. And then there's a lot of characters that I like. Mm-hmm. And then some characters I, I'm i not particularly that fond of, but they just come out so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
like some characters are like, well, I don't really like this character, but man, you know, this is just kind of cute. So, mm-hmm. but um, it's, I mean, I mean, the cosplay aspect is just fine. It's fine. I, I wanted to do more of it, but once I got into the business side of it, it's, yeah. you know, it just became about work. And, yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. I recall one time you dressed up as this wrestler and I don't even want to try to say his name because I'll mess it up. But like, I think, did you like do that for like children's hospitals or something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, um, actually, wait, was it with the face paint? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was the ultimate warrior. Okay. That's, um, yeah. Yes. I was the ultimate warrior. Okay. I've cosplayed as ultimate warrior, uh, Breath the Hitman Heart and Kofi Kingston, obvious reason, mm-hmm. uh, with the dreads and stuff. But um, yeah, I was Ultimate Warrior, and uh, I went to a uh, a funeral actually mm-hmm. um, as the Ultimate Warrior. Um, uh, someone that I knew, uh, we called him Aquaman, uh-huh. San Antonio's Aquaman, and um, he had died. He had died, and uh, unexpectedly, it took us all all by um, uh, you know, it's just it, it was just a shock and. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and San Antonio Aquaman, he was, you know, he would go around to the um, to the hospitals, children's hospitals and, you know, for the sick kids. And so when he died, um, like his family, they uh, all his friends and all the cosplayers that he knew, um, we were invited. And she said what he would have wanted was for us to come as cosplay and cosplay. And mm-hmm. I was Ultimate Warrior. And it turns out that was his that was his favorite wrestler. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So we sent him off nice. I mean, it was like a whole uh, row of Jedi's. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their lightsabers and they brought him through, and it was just nice. It was just a really nice send off uh, for for him. Um, but yeah, Ultimate Warrior. I've done. I mean, I, I would go read to children, but never as the Ultimate Warrior because that okay. would come out crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the kids would be scared, you know, reading about no, I do not like green eggs in hell. Oh no, that might get some laugh. You know, the kids would probably be like, there'll be a few that would laugh, but yeah. I, I think the greater majority of them will probably be afraid of me. I don't know, but they like Five Nights at Freddy, so they probably wouldn't be scared of that. Maybe uh, yeah. these kids aren't afraid of anything anymore. So yeah. Um, when you were like describing everyone cosplaying at the funeral, I don't think I could get most of my friends to do that, but I've already made it known that I would like to be in cosplay when I'm dead. Like, okay. like I want to be. <laughs> um, I hope this doesn't happen anytime soon. I'm well, no, of course not. Of course I hope not. I'm not there. <laughs> oh, what, what oh. Well, hopefully I'm, I'm, I think I'm older than you. So I'd be like a, a year or two. Hopefully neither one of us is there. <laughs> so I don't I, know what I'm saying, but I don't want this to get dark. No, it's not getting dark. It's it's, it's nice. Okay. It's lighthearted. So I like okay. right now I'm thinking if I were to, if it were to happen sooner, it would be the 13th doctor. Like honestly, mm. when COVID first hit, 
it was so scary. We didn't really know much. And I was like, you know what? I had gotten like my bonus check from work. I'm like, I'm going to buy my 13th Doctor costume. I'm like, you know, oh, if man. I make it, I'm going to wait to the comic Cons. If something happens to me, it's already there. They could just bear me in it. Like, <laughs> yes. but I, I, I thought about that because like, um, you know, when Aretha Franklin died, she like had like three different costume changes and she had on expensive shoes. And I'm like, I mean, that was nice for her, but I'm like, I'm not really like slay all day glamorous, but like, I do love to cosplay. So I was like, you know what? Open casket cosplay. That's what I'm doing. But like you said, it That's nice. hopefully it, it won't happen for a long time. Yeah, a long, long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, his name was Jonathan, Jonathan Bella. Uh, he was a he was a great human being. And um, you know, he he made people smile. Yeah. And um yeah, he had an incredible smile too. And uh I drew a, a portrait of him and his brother Jeff, he got it tattooed on his, on his oh, arm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I gave that to his mother, um, the portrait that I drew of him. He's like swimming as Aquaman. <laughs> um, but yeah, cosplay, it, it's its just a joy mm-hmm. for a lot of, I know some people actually, it's a business for them. Yeah. But for most of us, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. And it's like people, well, what's the difference between that and Halloween? Okay. <clears throat> Halloween is like, you know, you're eating, you know, just a plain ice cream, right? Right. Cosplay is like ice cream on a on a on a slab. What do you want in it? Uh, cookies? You want uh, sprinkles? Mm-hmm. You want a chair? It's everything. Mm-hmm. Like cosplay is like a whole nother level mm-hmm. than Halloween. So it's not the same because if you wear like like something to a Comic Con, people are gonna be like. Where did he get that at such and such? So, you know, they got to mm-hmm. like, because people come correct with cosplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know this. People come correct. Like when you see somebody as T'Challa, they, I mean, apart from the face and well, in some people's bodies, but, you know, yeah. all different shapes. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, the suits are just, they're there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people look good. Like Sailor Moons and Doctors. And mm-hmm. there was this guy out in uh oh my goodness, San not San Diego, San Jose. Okay. He was uh he was my favorite doctor. <laughs> he was the 10th doctor. And I mean he was um he looked almost exactly like him with the hair. Yeah. He even had his mannerisms, and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is and that was before I really knew it. Mm-hmm. But he looked, I'm like, man, you look exactly like him. I was like, I really got to watch this show. That was before, you know, I got into who, into mm-hmm. the Whovian universe. But excuse me, uh, yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Some of the cosplay I've seen is just fantastic. Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm emerging with my cosplay. Like I think to go all out, it gets pretty expensive. Like I uh, this one lady that I follow on social media that. Hopefully I can get her on the show one day. Um, <laughs> she, um, well, I think she she still ha- works a nine to five, but like she she's on social media and like she has like people that like will pay and support her to like, 
buy material. But of course, it kind of helps that she can sew and she kind of makes her own costumes. I cannot sew. Like, I, I haven't had sewing since junior high. <laughs> um, so I could do like basic stuff, but it's like, I, I really want to up my game a little bit, you know? Right. Because I have so many ideas. Because remember the lock stitch on the out on the outtakes. The what? <laughs> I said on the out when when you're done when you're about to just remember to lock stitch. You know. Oh. It's just sewing stuff because I, I love to sew. Oh. oh man, I used so, to make outfits. Would you like to? Let's see if I can. Would you like to see one real quick? It's right here. Can I grab it? Yeah! 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 He is going to grab a costume. Oh, what's oh, what's that? What's that? This is a MC Hammer. <gasps> and this is the MC Hammer pants. Like I made these. That is awesome. But yeah, like glow. So I love the MC Hammer. So it has like buttons on the front. But yeah, it's my uh MC Hammer jacket. Did you watch the Hammerman cartoon? Yes, I did. <laughs> he was given magical shoes from a hip hop Motown dude. I'm mad. I still know all the lyrics. Not all of them. I still know like some of the lyrics. Like that was we had the MC Hammer doll, but we yeah, would use him for doll. Barbies, and we had him married to Barbie's best friend, one of Barbie's best friends, Christine. I remember okay, that. I remember Christine. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that was good. Barbie had a, a diverse friend. She had somebody mm-hmm. from Oakland. From oh. East Oakland. <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> you know what? But Barbie, like recently, um, it was like a cartoon Barbie. She had like another friend of hers, a black friend, and they were talking about racism. And it was for kids, but it was like so deep. And it was like... Barbie is doing better than a lot of grown-ups right now. And she was just like letting her friend talk. And she's just like, this isn't right. And we should. I'm like, Barbie. Yeah, they're attacking those issues now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a good thing. I know some people are like, oh, I gotta see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, it's good. It's good. Like uh, I posted a picture of a doll. And I saw that Barbie doll I randomly saw in the store. Yeah. It was a, a Barbie doll with vitiligo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had the, you know, the pigment. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You know, because I, I remember growing up, there weren't any, there, there weren't any, there, there, there weren't many yeah. toys that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they have, not only do they have toys that look like us, they even have toys that look like people with vitiligo. Yeah. And that's that. It's important. That's, that's, that is important. Like people think, yeah, whatever, whatever, until it's you mm-hmm. or until you have a child with something and you're trying to shop for them and you're like, man, they don't have nothing for my kid. I'm just going to buy them this one. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I know you, you people, you're catering to every, you're just, some people just aren't going to ever get it. They're just no. not going to get it. They can't see um, past the end of their own nose. No, they can't. <laughs> they can't. So unfortunately, but I, I thought it was a great thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how cosplay. Oh yeah, we ran into sewing and. Yeah, yeah, but I'm you like pick up sewing. 
I want to. I'm not sure how, though. I'm like, do I like go online for lessons yeah. or just? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because online, uh, I started playing the keyboard. I have a keyboard back there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went to uh, YouTube, uh, basic piano. Now I got my keys, my middle C's, and I'm playing little songs now. You know, that's what COVID will do to you. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of time to start figuring stuff out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but, oh, um, my goodness. You're like, it's you're almost like that one character from that show Heroes that was on NBC. Oh, yeah. Like, Heroes. there was this one character that she could just watch someone do something. And then suddenly she was like the master of doing that. And they're like, like someone would be playing piano yes. one day. She just like watch. And then she would start doing it too and doing it better than the other person. And they were like, I thought you said you didn't play piano. And she's like, Oh, I don't. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish. Cause I mean, I would have been, I would have been cleaning up at Vegas at, at you know, poker. I'm like, Oh, so that's how you play. Okay. <laughs> All right, I want to bet a thousand. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I hear like if you like count cards or like if you went too much, the the house will come and beat you up or something. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, but nobody's gonna win that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if normally people know by now, like okay, it's time to fold. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. They know you're doing something, but they'll just ask you to leave, and if you don't leave, you're gone. But um, but yeah, I don't want to get too much into Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean um, yeah, I mean online, like I learned a lot of stuff online, like with the art stuff. You know, I used to learn techniques on painting, and uh, I, I like to study uh, people that um, that I feel have a greater skill than me, and that mm-hmm. they're more highly skilled. And not to just copy them. Like, I'll see another artist who I feel like, wow, this, this dude, why am I amazed at him? Why do I like that so much? And I break it apart. Excuse me. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's the way he uses lighting or the way he draws hands. Or So I try to perfect my hands. Not doing what he does, but, mm-hmm. you know, so you can latch on to that. And sewing is the same thing. I picked up sewing from um, junior high. Okay. And I just never stopped. Got a, uh, a sewing machine, and I still have it. You know, I just oil it. Mm-hmm. I used to make outfits. So, like, you would suggest like getting started and like just go and get like a sewing machine, or just like yeah, look into some and see which. You know, don't just go get one because some okay. of them can't do certain things. Yeah. Some of them are just like, oh, that's just garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, you end up paying money for. Whatever, mm-hmm. anyway. I love that you so I didn't know that I learned something new today I had no idea that you could do that yeah I haven't sold anything in a while I was going I thought about doing mask when COVID started mm-hmm. but I was like you know what I don't because then I got to people coming to me and now I was like no I'm not going to sell for money I, I did it because I liked it yeah and I didn't want to turn that into work as well yeah so, like, I understand yeah it's like we're like all over the board with questions but like i kind of figured it was gonna be that way just like the the way we like we flow when we talk like i like i had like set questions but i knew i'm like this is just an outline 
we will probably be all over the place. And that is okay. This is quirky pop. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it keeps it more fresh you know absolutely yeah um so you know can you you talked a little bit about your work but like what's some of your work that you're like most proud of because you've done a lot of really awesome things thank you uh the most thing that i'm proud of um probably my my comic book stuff because mm-hmm. um, that was my own creations, my super new comics. That was the first thing I put out. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably the most proud of that because that was something that I always wanted to do. And I finally did it. it yeah. Like, a mo- like I unlocked a new ability. I'm always talking about unlocking new abilities, like mm-hmm. you know, leveling up. Yeah. And I leveled up there. And I leveled up three times because I got three of them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the most thing artistically that I'm proud of. And that's mm-hmm. more of a personal goal as mm-hmm. in, rather than technical. It was more of a personal thing. Like, oh, wow, I did it. I did it. Some yeah. people just talk about doing it for years. And I actually did it three times. Mm-hmm. Three Pete. So, so it was uh, the Super Newts and then the Adventures of... Doris and Deuce. Dorse and Deuce. Yes, mm-hmm. the horse that thinks he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Because he's raised by the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like a chupa. Uh, mm-hmm. Chupa. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the creature that lives down here in this part of the United States. In San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> near Mexico. You can find Chupacabra all over through here. Uh, but yeah, my Chupacabra's name is Mondo. Mm-hmm. And he's very, he's very colorful. He's very charming too. Mm-hmm. So if you're a goat, <laughs> he just may charm you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's very, very sly, very slick Mondo. Mondo is in book number one. Mm-hmm. So if you see my books on my on my Etsy store, look for Dorse and Deuce. And book number one is called um, uh, Sit, Stay, Dorse Play. And book number two is called The Dog Gone Frisbee. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Cabra is in the first book. Mm-hmm. So, but there's so many characters. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. like uh, I remember when you came to uh, the local school in my area, like uh, one of the, the things that I volunteer with, um, we had like, just people in the community just kind of come and talk to kids about their job and stuff. And the kids there, they like really took to you and they were like excited about your books. And it was like, you know, I think people think that kids like, Oh, they, they're only going to like what is manufactured or like that's like heavily like promoted stuff or stuff from TV. But like, I felt like they got excited about, you know a lot of your characters but I think it's just you know that quirkiness about you like how like you're like your authentic self and I think kids like like they like honesty and you just like had so much fun with them like I I remember um after after that Caitlin had like a concert and you showed up because you were visiting us and you um, came to the concert and the kids were like, it was like they saw like Santa or something. I'm just like, Angie, you're here. Just like waving. I'm just like, you just have this really great effect on kids. 
Like and that was great. That 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 oh man, that felt really great. Yeah, that they remembered me. And the one kid he wrote me. I'm not gonna say his name on here just to mm-hmm. make sure you know mm-hmm. parents and stuff. But right, it starts with a T. You know uh-huh. who you are. But he wrote me a letter, <laughs> and I wrote him back. But I don't know. I don't know if he get it or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wrote him back. He wrote me a nice letter, um, thanking me for coming out and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was great. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I didn't even realize it. Like a kid wrote you a letter. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know. I I didn't know that you didn't know. But, no. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. No, I just knew like kids were like interested in like getting like some of the products, but I didn't know like a kid wrote you a letter. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He wrote an actual letter to me, handwritten. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive for today. <laughs> yeah. And I hand wrote him back. That's awesome. Yeah. I even drew a little picture because he said his favorite character was Deadpool. Uh-huh. And I drew a, like Deadpool in there as well. So he has an original. Nice. I bet he has that frame somewhere. Like, I hope so. I, I hope yeah. he got it. Because it took me a while to write him back because it was in my P.O. box for a uh-huh. while. And I had been traveling. And when I checked, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I wrote uh-huh. him. I don't think I didn't write you back because mm-hmm. I was dissing you or nothing like that. I just yeah I didn't see it, but now I see it. I wrote you back, so hopefully he got it. But, but yeah, kids, uh, kids mean a lot to me. Because um, mm-hmm. kids is I don't know they're they're very genuine. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's good or bad, you know they'll be really honest. <laughs> like, like if it's something in your nose, like you got a booger in your nose. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> you know like, not fling it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right, they're very, very honest. And I just can uh, I appreciate that. And um I like how they they, they listen. Mm-hmm. Right? They're really hanging on every word I say. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's I I because I can see the light bulbs going off, you know, and some of them be daydreaming, you know, just like <laughs> And then some are just, you know, really, really into it. Yeah, kids are great. Yeah. Like, Caitlin really took to me, man. She just, like, ah, you know. Yeah. Because I think she, I think um, it wasn't the first time she met you, but I think it was when you came for a visit out here. And she was like, Mom, for the first time, I really met someone who's like me, who's different. Mm-hmm. And like, she, it just like made her feel like, I don't know. I just maybe like gave her a little bit of hope. Cause I think she's like, I'm, we're talking about my, my daughter, Caitlin and like, she like very like perceptive child. And like, she just wants to be just like you. Like I, I'm in her room now recording. Um, cause it was just a little bit too noisy downstairs, but like this wall is covered with pictures that she's drawing and she's like constantly trying to like improve. And it's like, when she's stressed, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to draw. And like, that's like, it's become a part of her. So like having you in her life has like made such a difference. Like, I mean, she even tried to copy. So I, I don't know if you want me to tell this story. I'll, I'll edit it out okay. if you don't, but <laughs> No, go ahead. Go you ahead. you had mentioned about when you were a kid how you um 
I think you ate dog food or cat food, one of those. Yeah. And Caitlin heard that. And then when we got home, I came up to her and she was munching on our cat's food. And I was like, you're eating the cat food? She's like, oh, yeah, well, AJ did it. So I was like, I'm just going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why I have to take responsibility for everything I say. And that's why I'm trying to be very, very cautious when I say, but, you know, it didn't kill me. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I think she would go out and actually eat it. Oh, she did. For herself. Yeah, I do. I, oh, my goodness. Because, like, now but, um, when she's, like, when the, the wet food, she'll still feel like, oh, this smells good. I'm like, are you going to eat it? No. But I think sometimes she may take a little bit. Yeah, that but was I'm, then. I'm, I don't need it now <laughs> in my adult life. Now I have other things as to right, right. fill in that space, like right. roasted chickens and stuff. Like right. That. For the lady that's listening, he does not <laughs> eat dog food and cat food out of the can. No. No, no, not anymore. But don't tempt me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I love that that she like has another person to like look up to. Like, um, I feel like you're you were like the abiba of like this one meme that I saw. Like, you know, be the person that you wish you would have had as a kid. Or, but like from what you're telling me, like you did have some of those influences. Um, and, and you are like trying to be that to other kids. Like you, you don't have any kids of your own, but you're still like, hey, I need to children are our future. What can I do to, you know, be an inspiration? And I, I love that yeah. about you. Yeah, it's great. It just, it does, I think it does. <laughs> It does no harm. Mm-hmm. It just does good. It's just about positive energy. And that's what I try to put out as much as I can. I mean, there was a time I wasn't so positive. So I'm trying to correct that with every day, trying mm-hmm. to be a better self. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are times when um, if I'm working, because like I, I switch roles at my job and like I'm in training for a year and it's like really intense. Um but like on my lunch breaks, if I have time, like if you're um, online, I'll like go and listen to you. And then it's just like, as you're talking, you're just like, you're kind of like, almost like, um, is it Bob Ross? Yeah. Bob yeah. Ross Bob Ross. Trees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not like happy trees, but it's just like, I'm like, I get like calmer. Like you just like have this effect kind of like um, Esperanza Spalding. Like, do you know her? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yes. So, like, I was, like, listening to, she did a um, Instagram live, and uh, it started late, and you could tell when she finally came on, she was kind of stressed, and then she was just like, you know, sorry, we had techno issues, and then she started playing her bass, and then she started singing, but she was, like, singing and calming herself down, and she was just like, you know, we're, like, we're going to calm down. And she's just like singing that. And then like, as she said that, like, I like had like tears in my eyes because it was like a reflective of just like everything that was going on in the world right now. And she's just like, we're just going to use this music and heal. Like she's like using her gift and it's like healing. And I feel like you kind of do that, like with your art, like um, it's like healing and it's like positive and it's like just, um, making a difference in people's life and like 
I think you and Esperanza make a good couple. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh well. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, it, it, it is a lot of healing through it, um, mm-hmm. and not just for the people watching, but also for myself. For some days, I get on and like some of the worst stuff just happened. Yeah, <clears throat> and I have to. You know, I have to do like one of these, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have to turn it on because either I have to turn it on or I just don't do the stream at all. Um, and turning it on doesn't mean I'm being fake. It just means I'm going to push through mm-hmm. and I want to make it work. And then okay. by midway through the stream, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing good. I got my energy back, got my. You know, I'm trying to let it roll off my my duck feathers, you know, let the mm-hmm. water roll off and say, I'm in the stream now. There's good people in here. Everybody's yeah. here to see some some art, listen to some music, listen to my singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, just have a good time. And don't worry about that other stuff. You'll get to it later because it'll be there when you're done. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. So Yeah. Um, I know another thing you do is gardening. And I, you've put out some really cool gardening videos. Like, I feel so silly. I didn't know the difference between a cricket and a grasshopper. I used those words interchangeably for many, many years. Oh and like, it, it, I, I love it because like you do these like little voiceovers for it, it was like flat booty. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cricket. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, yeah we have a lot of. There's going to be more of those. Okay. At the end of them, it's just um, it took a little detour. We filmed a lot of stuff. It just has to be edited. Okay. Yeah, edited now. Um, so yeah, there will be more ad libs, and um, so hopefully to entertain and somewhat educate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the cricket and the they're not interchangeable. The cricket and the grasshopper, they're totally two different things. Yeah, I gotta. We're gonna have a, a special about grasshoppers because down here, there's so many different types. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I caught like five or six different types. They're all different, different like body shapes. Some are real thin and skinny. Mm-hmm. Some are have huge heads. I mean, some are like that big. I mean, oh, is that like a Texas incredible. thing? That it's like big like that or? Well, some things are bigger, but um, these, some of these locusts, they're just locusts Mm -hmm. that, that, that are natural size that they get. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're everywhere. Like I'm walking through the the grass and they're just flying up. Man, you would have swore it was like Old Testament. They're just (laughs) everywhere. Like you walk through some fields in the, in the, the late, uh, summer, mm-hmm. those little joke, those jokers are and they're not little. They're everywhere, they're just, and they don't bother you. They just mm-hmm. they're kind of clumsy. Sometimes they'll fly into you and, and bump into you, like oh shoot, there's somebody there. They'll yeah. fly the other way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the birds can't eat them all, so they're just mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I love the gardening stuff, the gardening and anything nature involved. It's it's really been helping me. Uh, 
just clear, clear my head, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and if I can educate and entertain in the process, mm-hmm. you know, I, maybe I, I, you know, I paid it forward to someone else. Yeah. You're definitely encouraging me to, to get back to gardening. Like, I don't know, like that physical labor part, like I'm not, it's not that I'm lazy, but like, I'm still healing from my ACL surgery. It feels like, and that was like two years ago. Like I, if I walk too long in the store, I'm just like, Oh my knee. But I got, I really want to like garden with my family and make it. So this time the bunnies won't eat it all. Cause that was a big problem for us with the bunny rabbits. Uh, I got a little mouse or something that ate my cabbage outside. And I know it's like, because it's the head of the cabbage, right? Mm-hmm. It's the bites are on the top and it looked like a, like incisors. So it yeah. was a mouse or, or rat. Um, like, man, those cats need to do their job. <laughs> they need to do their job. Man. Yeah. Rats. Or mice or whatever is in the field over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The and um with animals, like I know, like, don't you like have a thing for like playing with and catching snakes? Oh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Mm, caught one yesterday. Oh my um, gosh. Um, but uh my neighbors, because I, I snake wrangle. And um, for those who don't know what snake wrangling is, I said, someone's like, hey, I got a snake here. Could you get it? I'm just scared of it. I'll come and I'll wrangle it. I'll get it out for them. And I always relocate. I don't kill any of them. Uh, but my neighbors just across the street, they had a, they were going crazy. They had like throwing stuff up at a tree. And I'm like, what? What are y'all just a snake? And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's a snake. Whatever. And I get over there. It's like a four foot snake <sighs> in the tree. And the parents are going nuts. The parents are, 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 are going crazy. And then up in the tree, there were these doves, these big birds, the, the doves, and they're mm-hmm. up there going nuts because the snake went up to their nest. Oh. And, it, and it swallowed one of the babies. So it was like a big bulge in the snake, just like stomach I guess. Uh-huh. and so here here the guy is trying to get it he was using that long stick with a saw on it i'm like no 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 don't 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 don't, don't. saw it mm-hmm. just saw the branch and if it comes down i'll grab it and you know it the branch fell and the snake was like still on the tree and i tried to grab it by the tail it almost bit me oh my gosh and it turns out it was a rat snake um they're, they're non-venomous, so mm-hmm. but that sucker was four feet, and she was she was mad. Oh, she was mad. She was mad I took her out of that tree. Oh, my she gosh. Was, she was striking. So we got a video. I got to put the video up of this thing. She was mad. Oh, she was so mad. And I took her, and um, I relocated her to a place where there's plenty of rat snakes. So. Okay. Yeah, that's how I knew I I could never live in San Antonio or like Texas. I I remember I was at your local H-E-B store. What Shout out to H-E-B. Those grocery stores are pretty awesome. I I wish we had them out here. Um, But there was like a book like The Snakes of Mid-Texas. And I'm like, 
what? Like, I don't see that going to the grocery store. Like, like it was like, like you need to know what's in your neighborhood. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I, I just, I've never cared for snakes. And it started at an early age. I saw like a movie with a snake in a toilet and it just freaked me out. And for years, I, my fear was like so bad. Now it's the point where it's like, I can see one and my skin doesn't crawl. Um, but I don't like to touch them. But like, I mean, no good for you. Like, I, I, I love animals, but like snakes, I'm just like, you stay over there. I'm staying over here. So that's okay. a smart way to do it, though. That's what <laughs> I try to tell people. Just stay away from it. If you got a broom, if it's in the garage, use a broom, a long broom, and push it out. Because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll just try to get away. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll do. They're not going to come after you or chase you down. And the only reason why snakes bite at me is because I'm messing with them. Mm-hmm. They're never going to... You, you probably won't even see them otherwise. Like they'll just be really still, hope you don't see them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then hurry up and sit her away. And I caught one yesterday, a water snake. A big son of a gun. That thing was me. Just oh my gosh. Just biting at me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I try to keep it away. <laughs> but it was just to observe it. Yeah. Educate. I was telling people this is a water snake, it's not a water moccasin. It's it's not gonna kill you. It will bite you. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's like getting bitten by a lizard, like a hard pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, but no no fangs. Not I gotta go to the hospital. It's it's a water snake. But I know I understand why people don't like them. I understand mm-hmm. why people are afraid of them. So I don't force it on anybody. But if you want them <laughs> gone. Call me. I can get them going. Because I get on the plane. There's a snake in my yard. There's a snake in my yard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all the way in Illinois. All right, let me get on the flight. Keep it there. (laughs) Keep it there for four hours before I fly down. Yeah. But yeah, I like gardening and stuff like that. Yeah, I I definitely am looking forward to seeing more of your videos. Um. So we're close to time. Um, okay. Was there, I know you kind of mentioned, mentioned your ICSI store, but like tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find me on uh, pretty much every platform under artist AJ Moore, except uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter, uh, it's under GoodFit, G-U-D-F-I-T. But if you typed artist AJ Moore, if you search that hashtag, you would still find me. Mm-hmm. It's my picture there. So you know it's me. But yeah, look for artist AJ Moore on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, Pinterest, and all, uh, DeviantArt. That's where you can see just about everything I've drawn in the last 10 years. What's that? Um, Dev- uh, Deviant Art. Deviant Art. Okay. Deviant Art. Yes. It's, um, uh, I'm under good fit on that too, but you can find artist AJ Moore there as well. It's just trying to start from Walking Dead to wrestling to superheroes to Dorson Deuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah. Tons of pandas. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get to your Walker Stalker Fest. Like, I was so proud. Like, you had been on, like, a couple of panels for that and stuff. Yeah. And, like, what was that? I, I never really watched a show. I'm not really into zombies. But, like, you had, like, that Bisquit box with, like, a character yeah. on it. 
yeah, that character was Abraham. Okay. Sergeant Abraham Ford. He was a he was a really cool character on Walking Dead um, back in season. Let's see, end of three, four, five, six. I guess he he, he was on there a while. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he was just a real cool character. He was a Texan, so he had a, a lot of Texanisms. Yeah, and because um, down here we just like to say we we have a lot of sayings, but a lot of real country sayings. But for that. Bisquick box. There was a part in there where he was trying to ask the other character um, uh, during the apocalypse, was he and his wife trying to mm-hmm. intentionally get pregnant? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to just outright say it because mm-hmm. he was trying to be, uh, I don't know, PC. Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, when you were pouring the Bisquick, were you trying to make pancakes? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, the other character, Glenny's like, Oh, like he finally got mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, that was planned. You know, even mm-hmm. though it was apocalypse, I don't know why they're procreating and they're hiding in sheds every three weeks. But, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. People are people, right? It's mm-hmm. But that's where that came from. So I took the actual Bisquick box uh, and I redesigned it, the entire box. And I put his sayings all over the box. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a, he had a, a lot of funny sayings like you know stuff like uh um you would have better luck picking up a turd from his clean end and he had a lot of funny sayings it was okay just, that character was really really funny now, did you, I, you got to meet some of the characters from that show right yeah yeah i met almost all of them okay almost all of them the only one i did not meet uh from the main cast uh i didn't meet the uh, Melissa McBride, she plays Carol, and I didn't meet Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick. Rick, I really wanted to meet Rick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the leader of the show, and he was my favorite character. But almost all the others, at least from the first six seasons, mm-hmm. I met almost all of them. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, you've met so many uh, celebrities. Probably like you've like traded. Like we could like we could spend a whole another hour talking about just all the different people that you met. But I th- yeah, I think it's so cool that episode. yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's so cool that you've gotten to meet so many people and like they got to see your work and you know got to interact with them. Me most likely it'd be like I paid fifty dollars and I took a picture with someone or. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. actually got to talk with them. Yeah, that's that's one of the perks of uh, working at the shows. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes they'll just walk around before the thing gets going or after it's over, and they'll talk to us or something. Or if they like your work, you're like, hey, uh, they'll have their their manager mm-hmm. uh, come and ask, like, hey, could you? Are you the one that drew it? And you know, he wants to meet you, or blah blah blah. And that's how I met both of them. I think the most exciting one I met was Deny. Oh. Deny. Yeah, I met Deny. Yeah, I met her twice. Um, nice. Like, didn't, didn't she yeah. get one of your, I remember a picture you had yeah. with her. Did she take one of your pictures yeah, home? she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, I don't know if she kept it or not. She probably has a million of them. But the first one, I know she was really excited because that was when she first arrived on the show. That was like season three, I think, the end of mm-hmm. season three. And they hadn't even shown her character yet, but I knew she was playing Michonne on the show. Uh, And so uh, I drew this portrait 
of her, well, like a comic book style, and she loved it, and I got to meet her. And, um, yeah, she was very, very gracious, mm-hmm. very, very shy at that time. Okay. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, she has a, such a lovely complexion. I couldn't tell if she was blushing or not. <laughs> Uh, and then now the second time I met her was after Black Panther. So mm-hmm. she was really excited about the Okoye piece. This mm-hmm. is probably like six years later. Um, and so, yeah, she was, you know, because Okoye is awesome. And, you know, just that that real strong Black woman lead, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and like, and still being feminine. Yeah. You know, she wasn't like... Because because when they're fighting the, the battle, you know, they, they were like fierce women. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to like they didn't portray them as they're overpowering. They're more powerful than everybody in the galaxy. Right. You know, they, they fought as a cohesive unit and it was very, very believable. Mm-hmm. And she like she was just just great. Just great. She was strong. And she knew, like, fighting him, the killmonger, you know, she, like, they knew they were good, like, oh, boy, you know, our hands are full. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I thought they was handling them pretty well. Uh, they did. The, the scene was just really, really good. Because sometimes you'll see those things where they try to make a, a female character and they'll have her just just beating up everybody. Just, like, yeah. you know, like, nothing can even hurt. Mm-hmm. She's like pretty much invincible and she's mm-hmm. a regular person. Like mm-hmm. she's not even superpowers, but this, they, it was handled so well. Um, you know, it, it just made that, that female uh, presence just even greater by the way her and uh, let's see, Amelia Clark, I think that's what I said. Um, I mean, they, I mean, it was just great. Just well done. So Okoye, um, deny, deny. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Deny, <laughs> deny. But yeah, she was, she was lovely, really, really nice person. I would have liked to, have, you know, gotten to uh, talk to her a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was very brief. But that's one of the advantages of, <clears throat> of working behind the scenes, and sometimes you get to meet them, and, and most of them are pretty nice. The ones I met, and then some of them is like, "Wow, I must have caught you on a bad day." Yeah, so, you know, I try to, get, you know, mm-hmm. so I try to give him another chance. Like, I'll run into him later. He was probably just yeah a lot going on. I try yeah. not to give him too much, you know, junk because sometimes yeah. people are just having, you know, his, his dog could have just something happened. Yeah, you know, I, he was a jerk. I'm like, well, give him time. He, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that experience was that. Was, some he could have just got a phone. I remember Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> I was on a plane with Danny Glover. Oh my God, he was sitting right behind me. But anyway, uh, this was at uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Danny Glover, like somebody, I think they stole his phone. And mm. like, Danny Glover was, he was mad. So anybody who met him that day, they probably didn't get the best of Danny Glover. Yeah. Uh, I think they stole his phone. He was he was livid. But, yeah. But yeah, I love me some Danny Glover. I'm sorry. Danny <laughs> <laughs> I'd go on and on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, got, I stopped to mention about like just the different people that you met. But I mean, thinking about 
them like, oh, they had a bad day. Like a lot of people don't think that way. Like I think as a society, we're always so quick to um, think the worst of people. I mean, like even with um, um, towards the end, like with Chapman Bowles, when he died, like uh, one of his co-stars in, is it The Five Bloods? I know that movie that he did with Spike Lee, like one yeah, of his Spike co-stars, yeah. he said, you know, he said to, and he didn't even say it to Chatwick, but he said, he said to his wife, like, oh, he looks precious because he had, his wife was holding his hand and he had like doctors and massage people massaging him and stuff. And he thought he was being like a prima donna. But right. then when he realized he died, he just like just started bawling because he had like no idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I hope that experience just kind of like teaches us to kind of take a step back and not to just always assume the worst of people. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. I mean. Yeah. But like, especially, I don't know. But that that whole I, I talked about it like my first podcast, like just dealing with his death was so hard. We kind of like talked about that a little bit, just how hard that was. Yeah. It it was hard. I mean, you know, you didn't know him personally. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. No. And I, I I hate when people say that it's not about that. I don't know someone who died from COVID-19. I don't know them personally, Mm -hmm. but why, why can't I empathize? Yeah. Are you sad? It it ain't like he did. I mean, Somebody lost their life. Somebody mm-hmm. cared about him. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody cared about you know the, the the you know the the families left behind from COVID. And mm-hmm. why should why shouldn't I? You know, mm-hmm. I empathize. Now I ain't gonna sit in the floor and just cry all day, either. right? But um, you know, I empathize. And when people say, "I don't understand why you matter," there's a people die every day. You know, it's like. Mm. Uh, that that's not. I mean, if you want that attitude, that's on you. I can't tell you you're wrong for how mm-hmm. you feel. I can only correct me. That's not how I feel. And yeah. So I was really down about him dying, and for one, it was cancer, and I absolutely hate cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I don't know. It, it was just him being the 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 black superhero. Yeah. No offense, Wesley Snipes. I know you were Blade. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knocking you here. But uh, T'Challa was, it, it, it was something of a more epic proportion. Oh, yeah. The cast, like mm-hmm. I was saying with uh, Okoye and all the other characters. Letitia, Letitia, right. That's her name. That plays mm-hmm. his sister, Shuri. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so, it, I don't know, Chadwick, that, Chadwick hit home. Mm-hmm. And and it was just such a shock, like Kobe Bryant. You know, it was a shock. Mm-hmm. And for some of us um, in the black community, it was it was a it was a huge loss for some yeah. of us because you know I try to explain this to some of my friends who don't get it. Like for for some, I don't speak for all now. I do not speak for all black people, but for some of us, those types of figures. Um, they hold that it's more than just oh you were someone in a movie. It is mm-hmm. more than than that. Like it means something on a on a deeper level for us because some of us, how we were raised and the stuff we saw coming up or the stuff 
that happened to you or you were told you were not good enough or not beautiful or whatever mm-hmm. it was leading up to who you are now. So when you see somebody that looks like you rise to those yeah. levels, yeah. you know, and then they're just gone, like, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, whoa. And it, it makes you uh, come to grips with your own mortality. Yeah. Um, and then people, well, he should have told he should have said, no, he didn't have to tell anybody. That was anything. his business. Yeah, that's, uh, and this is the thing. People feel like like celebrities owe them mm-hmm. everything. They don't owe you everything. Mm-hmm. That's his personal life. Like, he didn't have to give anybody a heads up. He didn't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they should have did this. They should have. For, for who? You? Yeah. You know, because you bought you know, a $20 or less movie ticket Mm -hmm. or you bought his action figure or you stood in line at Comic-Con for five hours just to get him to sign a piece of paper. You know, they don't, he don't have to say, well, in my personal life, I'm actually battling with this disease Mm -hmm. or this sickness. You know, he don't have to do that. It's just a shock. Yeah. Um, I hate it happen. And I hate that it's happening to someone right now. It mm-hmm. happened to someone today that we don't know. Yeah. Chatwick, we just happened. It's like, why is everybody mourning this guy? Because we all knew of him. Mm-hmm. If we all knew of your loved one, we would probably be mourning them too. We don't mm-hmm. all know him. And it's not personal. We just, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But when I find out that, oh, my so-and-so, had, I, I, I hurt for you. I hurt with you. Yeah. It's on a different way because I'm not directly connected. And sometimes as human beings, I think we we get away from that. We lose that connection, that empathy for one another um, with the, a lot of the entitlement in our mind. Like he should have mm-hmm. said this or he should have did this. Or, it's like, no, it was his life, his, his, his wife, you know, his family. They knew. Mm-hmm. And that's who we really needed to know. If he wanted to let somebody else in, he would have did it. And I'm just sorry it happened. I'm sorry about him. Sorry about Kobe. I'm sorry yeah. about Cliff Robinson. You know, John Lewis. I'm sorry about these brothers that that died. You know, and then everybody else that died this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a rough year. It it's really been a has. Rough year for everybody out there, and this didn't. This whole year, it hasn't. It didn't just affect people on the bottom. Because, you know, you know how when stuff happens, a lot of times, mm-hmm. like people on the top, the top 1% or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they're always doing fine no matter what. Mm-hmm. This time it wasn't so easy because everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So that's you and me. That's the people on the high end, people on the low end, homeless people were mm-hmm. out there trying to find a mask, hustling mm-hmm. with a mask on. I mean, this got everybody nobody was exempt no matter how much money you had mm-hmm. the people living up in those fancy areas where they never even see the rest of us they have people that just work and do everything those people couldn't come in there was nowhere to go to work and they're like well why come my lawn is growing where's the gardeners haven't you heard yeah so this is affecting you too mm-hmm. and it took this for some people to say wow this is this is bigger than just me and my own personal problems. But, um, I don't know. 
I'm just trying to, I guess, be a better self and help other people along the way. Absolutely. And and you're doing that. Like, I, I'm seriously, like, so proud of you. Like, I, I'm trying to get on your level. <laughs> I really am. Like, you are so inspirational. Like, I think, I mean, watching you is probably part of the reason why I felt confident enough to take this on. Like, I... I'm naturally like, I don't know. I'm a quiet person around most people, but like when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, I'm more open. But I mean, I have like all of these ideas and stuff in my head and I was just like, well, why not share them? I mean, if it reaches a lot of people, great. If not a couple of people, fine. Like it's, I don't know that whole like, you know, legacy thing, not just like legacy like that, but just like making some type of imprint. Yeah. And this, you know, who knows where this leads? You never know. Mm-hmm. You just never know. You may start, it may start off as quirky pub and it, yeah, it might grow. I mean, you don't know where it could go from here, but you know, you have to do it and I'm glad you did it. Like I don't take credit for my success like that. Uh, I've got people around me. I got my mom, I got my brothers mm-hmm. um, and the good people that I met along the way who have helped me, I don't believe that anybody is self-made. Me neither. That's just a crock of it. That's just mm-hmm. something arrogant people say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what I mean is I worked myself up from the streets and somebody gave you a break, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people working hard. They didn't get that break. Right. Somebody gave you a break. Somebody said, you know what? I'm going to play his stuff on the radio. I'm going to sponsor this person so they can go to the Olympics or, or whatever it is. Somebody mm-hmm. gave you a break. You didn't just do that all on your own. No one gave you a break. So you just got on NBC or CNN. You got on the major network by yourself. Nobody mm-hmm. approved you. You just walked in and said, I'm on the <laughs> network. Give me that camera. Give me the <laughs> Let me write out the script. No, somebody said, okay, we're going to put money into you. Mm-hmm. You were like, yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Somebody helped. And if you don't acknowledge that, and that's where I'm acknowledging people, there's a lot of people that helped. I'm not going to get up there and read a list, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the proof is here. You know, I'm talking to you. The proof is here. Mm-hmm. And so the more encouragement I can give you and anybody else and encouragement that you give me, because I'm not no at no top of no pinnacle. Like mm-hmm. I need stuff. It's just like just keeps a circle. Yeah, yeah. Keeps it going. It's red rover, red rover. Thing (laughs) to come over, and you come over. You gotta break the break the thing. (laughs) Get in. Yeah. Right. You know who's coming over next? You know, Mm -hmm. it's got to be positive energy. And I tell people a lot: be careful the company you keep, because negative negative energy will bring you down eventually. Yeah. It just will. And all your dreams of being an artist, all this stuff, it'll go down a weird direction. It won't just go away, but it may go down a direction you didn't want it to. And it's because of certain people who don't have your best interests at all mm-hmm. in mind. They're just trying to get over. And so, you know, that's what it is. The art world is very tricky and 
just like any other field, getting yeah. in and staying in and being successful and having thick skin. I tell artists that have thick skin, mm-hmm. any artists out there and not even just art. If you're in something that you're doing, like you're an athlete or you got to have thick skin because people will say, oh, well, you suck or you can't sing or you're ugly or you're fat. You know, they're going to say body shaming, all types of shaming going on. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you can't let it in. Like I looked out for people on my on my Twitter, some of my followers that are in my Twitch, and I follow a lot of them. And uh, one in particular, this person was trying to bully them, you know. And I stepped in, and you know, like you're not getting away with that. Mm-hmm. Not on my watch. If I see that on somebody's post that I know, uh-huh. somebody trying to bully, like, well, I hope you die. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, that's what you said? You know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to flag on Twitter, this person. No, we have tools to flag these people. They'll make burner accounts and Mm -hmm. come back. And eventually they'll just be like, all right, I'm done. I got to keep making too many emails, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It just, just shows how sad a lot of people are is, I don't know. people. Yeah. I I get all for negativity. Yeah. So every but see every yin has a yang. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't gonna be cool and uplifting. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a yin to the yang. So those people have their place in society. You just can't let them get to you. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people use those people as motivation. Like some people, are like I can't do it. And one person said, "You suck," and then I, like, I don't suck. You know, like, <laughs> and that's what pushed them. Because like this teacher, one day they made me do this and. And mm-hmm. that just made me, that gave me drive. and Yeah. So, yeah, they have their place in society, which is obscure, but I, I just try to spin some kind of positive if I can. It's not always uh, possible to spin positive in things, but uh, I just try when mm-hmm. I can. And all the other stuff, I have to just find a way around it or cope. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We could be, we could just be sitting here all night talking. Yeah, I know. It's an episode. It's, it's going to go and go. I mean, it's going over a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, but so, like, you you kind of share, like, RSAJ Moore. You're on everything. Yes, RSAJ Moore. Everything. And then you're on everything. And then you're on Etsy, too. Yes, Etsy, Etsy, Etsy. Yes, Etsy. Yes, if you uh, go on Etsy, uh, I don't have all of my artwork up because some of it I can't put up for legal reasons. Okay. But if there's something, a print that you want of, of anything, just just let me know. Okay. And yeah, because I did notice you like, did. You don't have everything on there, but that's good yeah, to know. That's a blank link. It says blank canvas. Mm-hmm. That's where you just, if you buy that and just type in, I want the Maleficent drawing because I just did a Maleficent mm-hmm. uh, drawing. And... Um, and then I can, because I can't put everything up. And then the legal departments come after me if I hashtag it as sad name. Or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's too much. And I don't want to get kicked off. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll kick you off the platform. And that's just more headache than it's worth. So that's how you find me. Artist AJ Moore. There's okay. more stuff coming. More videos coming, too. Yes. I can't wait. Fat booty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the 
the ad libs. And like, it's funny because that's just how we are. Me and my brother, like, we've mm-hmm. always been that way. We're not putting on a show here. Like, this is just how we've always been, which has grown now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a little bit more bass in the voice. Yeah. Um, but that's how we've always been with critters and, mm-hmm. you know, just entertaining. Just have fun with life, man, because before you know it, it'll be gone. So we're just trying to, enter, you know, just have a good time. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here again. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, thank you all for listening, tuning in again. Thank you if, you if it's your first time. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you check out the other episodes I've done and the ones that I'm doing in the future. Uh, again, I'm doing this once a month for now. Um, and you can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram right now. Maybe I might expand a little bit later. But uh, look for me at Quirky Pop or Quirky Pop Podcast. And, you know, tell me what you think. <laughs> oh, ooh, you, should do, you should do a song. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but thanks. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. I'm just a bad